Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm Darwin, your host for today's episode, and I am with Elizabeth Dodson, co-founder of Home Zeta. Hey, Elizabeth, how are you? Great, Darwin. How are you? Not feeling well right now, but I could handle this. And thank you so Great. much, by the way, Elizabeth, for accepting the invitation for having you here in our show. So it's my pleasure. And how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. I think I'm a little bit um, better weather-wise than you are, but that's all right. We're going to go through this and you're going to get better and we're going to have a great day. So thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, should we start the interview? We can. All right. Awesome. So by the way, um, Elizabeth, actually, we're too curious. Yeah, because I visit the website. So I'm just so confused. So could you please answer the first, first question that I have? So what is HomeZada and what is the service that's offered? That's a great question. So HomeZada is what we refer to as a digital home management platform. And what we do is we take a series of sections of our platform and they include tracking a home inventory for insurance or estate planning purposes. And that allows you to also include an unlimited amount of photos, an unlimited amount of documents, unlimited videos so that you can understand what you own within your house and on your house, so the house itself. The other thing we do is we help you track a home maintenance calendar. Preventative maintenance on your home can actually keep your home running efficiently. It can also keep it safe and healthy for your family. The third area is projects. So most people don't come from a commercial construction or excuse me, a construction or a um, project management background. And we realize that most home remodel or fix it or repair projects are over budget. So we want to give people the templates they need to identify the items and the tasks they need to perform in order to conduct these projects. And that way they can stay in budget and they can make sure they get everything they need done and they track all of that with Inside Home Zada. And then finally, you can track all your finances. Let's face it, our homes are one of our largest assets, but they are our largest expense. We spend approximately 33% of our incomes annually on our homes. And a lot of people think their finances are merely the taxes, the insurance, and the mortgage that they pay, when in actuality, it's much more than that. It's all the utilities you're paying. It's also any maintenance projects or projects and or maintenance tasks that you need to perform to maintain the house. All of those have an added cost to it. So we want to give you the total cost of home ownership in one central location. And by managing all of these areas of your home in one central safe, secure platform, that you can access anywhere, you have all the information about your property, one or multiple, at your fingertips. Oh, wow. it's too useful. So yeah, you have a great company. Yeah. And thank you so much for that one. And thank you for sharing that information here in our show, um, Elizabeth. And also, can you please tell us about the history and the background of Home Zada? Sure. So the um, Hamzada came to be because the co-founders of Hamzada um, used to work at a company called Meridian Systems, which was a leader in commercial construction project mm-hmm. management software. And when you think about these large buildings that you have to um, 
build, they require a lot of um, materials. They require a lot of people. They require a lot of contracts. There's a lot of complexity to building an average building. And in order to maintain all that information, you need to have a centralized system to do that. And so we created that at our previous company. Now, we realized, and it was my personal opinion, during that time, I was struggling to manage my own home. I was struggling. I, I couldn't figure out when was where was my maintenance calendar? What did I own in my home? Mm-hmm. I don't want to buy the same thing over and over again because I didn't have a proper home inventory. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I was caring for my property because I live in California, which has a lot of forest fires. I also wanted to make sure that I understood how to manage my projects. Coming from a project management background, I wanted the correct tools to do that. And I looked on the market. I kept looking and looking and looking and looking, and I could not find anything. And I was very specific. I wanted everything in an all-in-one system because all the parts and pieces of your home are interconnected. So because of Meridian, we figured out, oh my gosh, we got to build this software. And now here it is. We left our jobs at Meridian. We came together as a team and built HomeZada. And here we are today. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah, what I observe as well, that you have this, you know, um, software that didn't have, or, you know, um, not dissimilar software to what we have in the market, because yes, it's too useful. And that's what I observe. And that's amazing. So thank you so much, by the way, Elizabeth, for this. So mm-hmm. I guess I should use this as well. <laughs> yeah, after this interview. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I recommend anyone who owns a home to use it, you will be super organized. Exactly. Um, that's what I observe. We'll organize. So, mm-hmm. and and also, um, Elizabeth, since you're the co-founder, so how do you get um get started in your industry? So, um, by getting st- so I got started in tech at a very young age. Mm-hmm. So I was in my early twenties, out of college, and I kind of stumbled across it. And I was in what we refer to as the AEC industry, which was architects, engineers, and construction, Mm -hmm. but specifically on the technology side. And I started out on the hardware technology side and sold to software companies. So we had some products that uh, worked with other software products in the industry of architects, engineers, and construction on the commercial side. And then... From there, it evolved, and I had I was secured a job at Meridian Systems, which was leading the 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 pace for project management software in the same industry. And so I moved away from hardware and into software, but I understood how the manufacturing and how the software development process worked. And then that leads me to where I am today. So I've basically been in software for the most part, the majority of my career. And um, my role in software is less on the development side and more on the business development, the partnerships, sales, marketing, that kind of side of the house, because we need all of it to make sure that the company is run successfully. Oh, wow. Amazing. So you have an amazing role, actually, Elizabeth. And also, um, I hope that I have that knowledge as well so that, you know, I could build this kind of software maybe someday, but you know, yeah. um, but yeah, um, I'm not that kind of person actually, because 
<laughs> yeah, we're in a different, I am in a different um industry. So, but I hope someday that I have a knowledge just like you, at least I could help as well those people who, you know, um, so just like this, just like what you're doing yeah. right now. And also, um, as a co-founder, can you walk us through your overall business strategy? Uh, yeah, so um, it, it does evolve. So mm-hmm. um, going back to your point about starting a company. So mm-hmm. the first rule of thumb I will tell everybody is surround yourself with really good people that have different yeah. skills than you do. Because it's really important. Um, it doesn't, you're not required to know everything within an organization. Um, really surround yourself with other people that have those skills. And whether you bring them on as co-founders or whether you bring them on as employees or whether you work with them as subcontractors. So there's all kinds of options to work with people that could be, um, have this data. You can have a friendly um, group of executives that you meet with every couple of months and they're your friends. You could do that as well and ask for advice. So make sure you surround yourself with people who have different skills than you. The second thing I would um, say when it comes to strategy is the first thing I discussed earlier is an all-in-one solution. It's very, very important that people recognize that the home is a very complex um, entity. And because it's complex, making sure you can manage all the different parts and pieces is really important. So that's first of all, because a lot of people kept telling us, no, you need to separate this. No, you need to separate this. Inventory needs to be over here. Maintenance needs to be over here. Mm -hmm. And those companies and individuals do not see the long-term process of managing Mm -hmm. a home. And my suspicion means that those people that provided that advice actually didn't manage their home. They either had a spouse or they had um, some property manager doing that for them. And so that was the first thing. Stay true to your vision. The second thing is um, make sure you understand who your customers are. Our customers are two sets of entities. They are homeowners who are managing their homes, but they all are also professionals who help homeowners manage their homes in in some capacity. So we have a product for the homeowners, but we also have homes that are professional for the professionals. And the reason why that's important is because you have to understand how they're all going to communicate with one another and how they're going to collaborate and connect with one another inside a system like ours. And then that way it enables us to build a really great quality system. It also enables us to build a foundational um, system that we know it has to extend for the long term. So we have things in our system, for instance, an API that we don't necessarily expose on our website, mm-hmm. but we do expose it with our strategic partners. And we did build that early on because we played the long game. We understood that in order to build a great product, you needed to have a really steady, unbelievable, unbelievable foundation, similar to a building. So you can tell we come from a construction background. And then from there, we evolve it by knowing your customers, the different entities of them, and then drilling down into knowing why they want to use Homesada and making sure you can get the information out there so they know Homesada is available to them, especially when you have 
lean budgets. That's another thing. Like a lot of people will say you need all this money to do all these things. You really don't. You need the creativity to reach out to people to help them understand what Homes Out can do and how it can provide them value. Wow. Well answered. So I guess I don't need to add something on that one because, yeah, your answer was great and that is totally correct. So yeah, um, I totally agree for that one that if you're, you know, if you'd like to start a business, you'll need to close with people that has, you know, a different abilities or um, industry as you do because it will be help a lot. So that's what I observe as well here in Twist in our company. Actually, actually, we're a digital marketing company, and mm-hmm. I'm yeah, I'm not in a podcasting, um, Elizabeth, just like what I told you earlier. But since um, yeah, Lucas um told me to do podcasting, so this has been challenged to me as well. Um, at yeah. the same time, but I know um, if I try this. So yeah, um, I think um this will be fun. Um, actually, this um yeah um this is too useful. It's because you know I could talk to a lot of business owner as well at the same time, and I could get their ideas and I could apply it to my own business. So Correct. yeah, that's the main thing, or that's the point why I do this as well at the same time. And thank you so much, Elizabeth. Um, for that. Um, you have a great answer. So. And also, um, I just wanted to ask you as well. So for you, what is the specific tactics or tools that is effective in growing a business? So since you're a co-owner of Homesada, so I think this is a great question for you. Yeah. And um, to your point on podcasting, before I answer your question, mm-hmm. um, the more you practice, yeah, the exactly. more you improve and the more it becomes second nature. So I highly recommend to anyone one of my favorite quotes is to get out of your comfort zone because yeah. it actually does bring you great information. So, and you push your skills and you actually understand what you're capable of and you'd be surprised at what you're capable of. But the other thing that I, um, going back to your question, mm-hmm. when it comes to the tools we use in our business, so Every business is different. That's the first thing. And um, we are in the technology platform business, which is, for lack of better terms, apps on phones, uh, software products on your cloud-based software products that you can access via the cloud, via your computers and what have you. So we actually take things a little differently. We look at what types of marketing or business development Mm -hmm. helps make us successful. And so one of the things we realized is that when it comes for us, public relations, um, getting the message out to other people, for instance, performing podcasts like we're doing right now, Mm -hmm. and also various forms of digital marketing are very important to us because we are a digital platform. If we were a retail store, there would be something different, but we are a digital platform. So digital marketing is really critical. One of the things that's also very critical is the types of messages we promote to our communities. Our communities are all different age groups. They're in every state in the United States. They're in 20 countries outside the United States. So everyone looks at Homezada and they get started in Homezada at different periods of time within their homeowner journey. So somebody might start immediately with inventory. Somebody else may start immediately with maintenance and so on and so forth. 
So we look at our messaging as a way of helping us understand how to reach the um, audience that we have. And furthermore, we test a lot of that messaging. We see what works. And we do that with A-B testing, both on our website, as well as in our social media platforms. And we continue to evolve that messaging. The other thing that we look at is um, our business partners. So which types of partners are interested in working with Hamzada and how does those relationships prove to be successful? For instance, we have an affiliate program. So some people just want to become affiliates. We're totally great with that. And we provide them the information they need to be successful. The other partners want to actually perform work on behalf of their customers. Think a home maintenance contractor, think a contractor doing projects, remodeling contractor, Mm -hmm. think of a home inventory professional or a professional organizer. They want to perform those home inventories on behalf of their clients and then give their clients the data so they can continue to manage their home versus other people and other partners want to give the gift of home SADA. And so they realize that giving the gift with their branding inside the system is really important for them to stay connected to their customers throughout their homeowner journey. And so making sure we take a look at the different partners we have and how we reach them, also the different customers we have on the homeowner side and how we reach them, those are the big core um, capabilities that really, really help us become more successful and bring more awareness that homes out actually exist. Wow. So yeah, great answer. And yeah, um, thank you so much for that one, Elizabeth, since you shared that as well here in our show. And also, um, Elizabeth, um, can you talk about any challenges or obstacles that you've been faced in Homezada and how did you overcome them? Yeah, so um obstacle so when you have companies or just in life. Mm-hmm. You get obstacles exactly. and I see obstacles as opportunities. They're opportunities to yeah. learn. They're opportunities to gain more knowledge. Yeah. They are opportunities to um, reflect on what worked and what didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we will see something as simple and I will, this is a great obstacle because mm-hmm. uh, one friend of ours actually brought this up and the rest of our friends, when we did an alpha group, didn't bring it up. And so it was interesting how one person did and it made all the difference. But our website originally did not have um, a screenshot of our product. And so because digital home management is a new category out in the world and it doesn't exist until we've made it up, people didn't know what that meant. And so my friend actually was one of the first ones that said, she goes, I think you need a screenshot. I'm like, oh, a screenshot. They're terrible. That's my personal opinion. But the reality is people didn't know what digital home management was. And they didn't know what Hamzada was because it was brand new. And the, and the name is unique in and of itself. So when we changed out and put a screenshot on our homepage, it made all the difference. People understood what we did then. So pay attention to what people around you say. And even though 90% of the people we talked to understood and never brought up the screenshot, Mm -hmm. the 10% will bring it up. And so pay attention to it. I'm not saying to go with it, 
I'm saying just pay attention and making those minor changes may be what you need. Exactly. So yeah, I definitely agree for that one as well, uh, Elizabeth. It's because, you know, we cannot just force people to like what we're doing or, you know, um, to understand what we're doing. Um, it's because, you know, um, obstacles will be just there or negative things yes. will be just there and we cannot just change it. So yeah, there's a people or yeah, yeah, I know that there's a people that who didn't like you, but you could not just force them to like you. It's because that's it. That's the nature and that's normal. So yeah, I just wanted to share as well, since I'm just new to podcasting and also I have a I'm a business owner as well, actually. So um yeah, let's talk about the po- the podcasting um issue that I have. So um on my first week actually um doing a podcast. So since we've been sent a link, right? Um so that you could just um see it there, the sample that we've been have. So I have that lead that is interested to, you know, do a podcast with me. <laughs> But he didn't expect that he will be interviewed by a newbie. So he didn't know me, actually. So he told me that he didn't want to go um, or to continue the interview if he will be interviewed by a newbie. So I accept it. And I know it's normal because that's human. So what I just did is that so what I um answer to that, I just told him that um if I'll be better someday, um I'll just get gonna be in touch with you so that we could do or we could continue the podcast. So yeah, that's the answer that that I just um respond to him since you know we cannot just force him to like me or 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 how I handle the podcast because yeah, just like what I said, I'm just new. So but yeah, <laughs> never mind. And I think. I uh-huh. think that um, I think that when we perceive something to be negative, uh-huh. it, if we look at it from a positive approach, and that's yeah, just me personally, mm-hmm. you may learn something from it. Exactly. So a good example is I had a, a, a potential customer mm-hmm. and partner reach out to me and he was confused about something on one of our pricing pages. And I walked through the pricing and he walked through why he was confused. And I said, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Yeah. And believe it or not, he was kind of snarky with me. And I was okay with that because mm-hmm. I've been in commercial construction all yeah, my life. Yeah. But honestly, I took his feedback and I said, okay, let's put aside the snarkiness. Let me just move that out. And let me understand the words that he said. And the yeah. words that he said were X, Y, and Z, and he was confused. So was there a way that we could make modifications to our pricing, one of our pricing pages, so that it would be clearer for people? Exactly. And we did. So his, um, what was perceived as negative was actually, I turned it into a positive. Mm-hmm. And going back to what you said about the podcast, getting better and then improving and then interviewing that person at a later date. I think that's great because clearly he had a different expectation and that's okay too, because he wants to be interviewed by someone else. And then that gives people the opportunity to, okay, maybe I can improve my processes. Maybe if I show the other party that I'm interviewing that um, I've got competency and I will you know, schedule everything. I will explain who mm-hmm. I am. I will send out my questions and I will explain the time it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Then 
that will build confidence with me. And that helps us improve our efficiencies. It helps us improve our processes. It helps yeah. improve some of the things that we take for granted because we're in our businesses mm-hmm. and others may not always be in our businesses. So they don't always see it. So I take it as a positive, but I will say this yeah. as well. I do have a lot of customers as well who do tell us that, well, we need to build this. We need to build that. We need to build this. And I kind of laugh sometimes because they aren't the ones building the products. And it's easy for people to tell people what they need to do when they don't have skin in the game. And so when I say take a look at negative comments and then turn it into a positive, also understand that your customers may not have all of the data that they need mm-hmm. when they're making recommendations. They may not know that there's other technology coming out that could improve the product, but we're going to see where that technology goes and test it before we implement it. Okay. We and, and they don't understand that there's an ongoing cost to software. People think, well, you build it and that's the end of it. It's actually not. Yeah, it's not. You have to maintain it. And that goes with anything that goes with marketing, that goes with manufacturing plants, that goes with service businesses. Mm -hmm. It's tied to everything. You have to maintain the reputation and you have to maintain the capabilities of your organization and the products and services and software that you offer. Exactly. And yeah, that's life and that this is business. And yeah, I totally agree with what you say to make it positive and that's the response that I just did is to um accept it. For the last question, um Elizabeth. Um yeah, this is too important because I'll need to include this to the podcast um title that we've been have right now. So if anybody wants to connect or any um anyone there thinking about working with you or partnering with you maybe. Where's the best place they can go or what is the best way to do that? Yeah. The first thing they want to do is they want to take a look at homezada.com, H-O-M-E-Z-A-D-A.com and play around with whether you think this is um, something that you want to work with. And then if you are a customer, you can sign up right away and use Homezada. If you're a partner, I would recommend you go to the professional pages to learn more. Some people overlook those a little bit. And then if you have any questions, reach out to us at info at homezada.com and we can send your information to the appropriate person within our organization to um, determine if there's a way for us to work together. Um, and most of that has to do with partnering. Um, so partnering as well as um, if you have any customer questions. We are also on all the major Um, social media platforms as well, if you want to learn more there. And we do have wonderful training videos on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com backslash homezada. All right. So guys, don't forget about that one. So yeah, I'll gonna make sure that 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 will be included on the podcast title. So thank you so much um again, Elizabeth, for um accepting this invitation. And you have a great Um, answer an idea that you share in our show so another pure of liquid gold we have a card today from a guest and it's really our pleasure for having you here elizabeth and before this interview will be end um do you want to thank something or do you want to say something um elizabeth yes thank you so much for having me first of all and for uh-huh. everyone out there who's listening 
getting out of your comfort zone can actually bring you amazing, amazing yeah. new ideas and new skills that you didn't think you had. Exactly. And guys, look at me. I'm interviewing now, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, even though that I'm a little bit sick right now. But thank you so much, Elizabeth, for understanding about this. And thank you so much again for um, being here in our show. You have a great idea that you share today. So guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for sticking here with us. If you got any value for today's episode, we would love to get a rating or review where you get the podcast. If there's someone in myth of growing their business or thinking about starting a business, send this episode to them and then take one thing that you learned today. Go out, implement it, execute it, and let us know how it goes. We want to hear your wins. And above all, here, thanks for being here with us today. We really appreciate it a lot and see you in the next one. Cheers.